Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profitlessly. I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me, stuffing his face before work, is Justin Hillbilly Boy. Ken, what are you eating? Some cage-free farm fresh eggs? Um, meatballs. Meatballs? Hillbilly meatballs? What are you putting there? It's just regular meatballs. You got barbecue sauce and some some sweet baby yeah. rays. Oh god. Sacrilege. Uh, <laughs> I just need something to fill me up and get me get me ready to go to work. Once I get to work then I'll have good food. I haven't made uh, meatballs in a while. I was planning to do that uh this past Saturday, but unforeseen events kind of threw a wrench in that uh, in that plan. So for those of you, uh, most of you missed our Saturday rescheduled happy hour where you got the inside scoop on what's been going on with me. But that was a, yeah, so I, I do apologize for that little scheduling hiccup. We'll probably do a makeup happy hour this Friday and at, at our regularly scheduled time, uh, 7.30 Central. And I'll, I'll send out a reminder earlier in the day. It was just uh, a lot of things going on, on my end, so had to had to cancel that. Had to cancel Friday's episode, but here we are back to make up for it on the week where I said I wasn't going to record anything because Tucker Carlson January six footage ex- exclusive to him. How did that really send the corporate press into a tizzy? Have you ever seen have you ever seen journalists, so-called journalists, be so upset that information was being uh, given to journalists? <laughs> that is I mean, that that's like the most telling thing of this this whole like saga is the way they've responded to anything that comes out as far as like factual information about what went on. Like, all you, if you just talk about the the legitimate things that are on video, then you are a threat to democracy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really interesting to watch them freak out. I mean, I could understand being salty that your news agency wasn't given any of this information um, and it was only given to, to Tucker Carlson. But it's not like they're jealous that he got the he got the story and that he gets to roll with it. It's clear that they don't want this footage to see the light of day. And that's what they're so concerned about, because the narrative that they had didn't really have much of a foundation to stand on to begin with. You know, this January 6th insurrection, this violent insurrection with these armed people that that killed all these police officers and everything that the fucking uh, these politicians and the corporate press have been trying to beat into the brains of the American people for the last two years. All of that just to a normal person was complete bullshit. It was like the biggest hyperbole ever, even with the footage that we've already been exposed to. And then when you actually when uh, like 40,000 hours of footage is handed over to Tucker Tucker Carlson to, to sort of comb through and he's been one of the only voices out there in the in the you know the big cable news circuit that has been kind of calling bullshit on this and trying to expose the um certainly the fed angle to all of this and and they're very they're very concerned that he's got this and he's going to cherry pick all of these clips that's going to make it look like oh it wasn't this big of a deal 
Yeah. Well, I like <clears throat> like the thing I've been saying for as long as January 6th has been a thing was like they were live streaming the whole thing. You had multiple views that were going on Facebook as it was happening. Like all you you could you could just type in January 6th um uh, protest in the Facebook search bar and it would give you literally a dozen streams that you could watch. Uh, we did it we did a live viewing of it on the Peddling Fiction Facebook page. Like we did a live stream of us it's like sitting around watching or you know several of us sitting around just watching the videos as they were going and talking about what was going on and you could literally see everything that was happening like the the people who were actually paying attention and watching what was going on already knew that the entire narrative was bullshit because we could see it with our own fucking eyes right and we were just coming off of the heels of some of the most violent protests that certainly have taken place in my lifetime uh, after the the summer of 2020, when cities were literally just burned to the ground and uh, people were assaulted, stores were looted, uh, property damage, you know, like crazy. <laughs> and then to come on the heels of that and just watching people just sort of nonchalantly um, strolling through the Capitol building <laughs> in some of this footage, like, yes. At some point, there is footage of people like knocking out windows and, and forcing their way into areas. But even that didn't really. It just paled in comparison to what we had just seen happen and watched the, the media try to gaslight the severity of those of those protests and then turn this into the worst thing that's ever happened on American soil. Well, like one of the most <clears throat> one of the most violent incidences of that day were the people who were in the tunnels underneath Congress. And there were Capitol Police with riot shields and riot gear forming a line. And there were the protesters trying to get in. And at one point, one of the one of the Capitol Police got pinned in like a doorway and like he was clearly hurt. And the protesters like the Capitol Police were backing up in retreat. And the protesters stopped and they got him out of that spot and they handed him over the line of Capitol Police and they all stood down and waited until they knew that he was OK and that they had gotten him to safety before they started pushing again. Like this is your, like, time out. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically what they did. They called a timeout so that they could make sure that the Capitol Police officer was safe and out of harm's way before they started pushing again. Like this is the most dangerous and deadly insurrection America has ever seen where they stop to make sure that the guy on the other team is okay. Yeah, it really is just, I can't believe that they're getting this much mileage out of it. Like they are just going to ring this thing for every drop that it's worth. And I mean, I knew at the time that that was the angle they were going to take, that this was a really stupid thing for these people to be doing. But man, they re they really got a lot more mileage out of it than I thought they would. And it's it's about fucking time that we get this. But like why this footage hasn't been available to the American people since the beginning is is absolutely ridiculous. And it only it only serves to heighten the conspiracy theories around around the day right which is what they want they want to be able to try to discredit people by calling them conspiracy theorists and in order to um you know exacerbate that situation they withhold the footage so that you're just you're left with um you know a bunch of unconfirmed uh you know educated guesses as to what was going on and now we have uh thanks to uh what was it McCarthy handed this over to to Tucker Carlson Tucker Carlson had his team come through it for like the last 2 weeks do we have any uh clips queued up that we can play no not of the footage itself i do have a <clears throat> i found a very fun reaction to Tucker Carlson getting his hands on this good old okay. cocaine mitch my uh, concern is how it was depicted is a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes 
what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th. So that's my reaction to it. Um, it was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at Capitol thinks. Oh, cocaine Mitch's big problem with <clears throat> the way they uh, did this was that they they represented it in a way that goes contrary to what the chief of the Capitol Police said happened. Like we can all see the actual video, Mitch. We, it doesn't matter what that fucker said. We we all get to watch it. Yeah, and that's what's. <laughs> It's just like, how about we, you just play the footage and you let people draw their own conclusions? Why do we have to go? Why do we have to be told how to feel about this? Like constantly, right? It's you can watch all of the video that's out there and you can determine for yourself if you think that this was a violent insurrection that was the, you know, on par, according to Kamala Harris, with um, Pearl Harbor and 9-11. That, those are the three things. We got Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and January 6th. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. On what level? <laughs> like, what universe is this on the same level as either of those things? There was one person that was violently killed in this, right? And that was Ashley Babbitt. She was shot uh, by a Capitol Police officer. They keep saying that all these Capitol Police, four of them, I heard Biden say four police officers died in this, which is just complete bullshit. None of them died that day. Have I got that right? Yes, you got that right. And not only that, there are uh, one of the things that they went through in some of this footage that Tucker Carlson showed was one of the police officers, the Capitol Police officers who they say was killed during this, you can very clearly see on video, alive, well, oh, yeah. unarmed. Yeah, he, was like, waving people, he was waving people in. I remember seeing that clip. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on in. We're good. Yeah. Like, and yeah. and not only that, but the people who they claim died during the attack or whatever, they all had like really weird shit, like heart attacks and stuff like that. Like nothing, none of it was. None of it was because of injuries or anything like that. Like they they died in short uh, succession after the the January sixth events, but none of it was like injury related. Uh, it was a lot of it. Uh, one of them had one of them had a stroke. One of them had a heart attack. Like yeah, I think the the police officer that they were talking about is the one that had a stroke like the next day or the day after that or something and he died and they were saying that he was killed by violent protesters. And then there was a, there was a protest like an older lady protester that I think had like a heart attack or, or something and died. Uh but yeah, wow man. It's the way that they can kind of twist they're not even facts but just like the narrative and just go off this complete these are absolute fabrications uh, of what happened. And this is why the, the media is so upset that Tucker Carlson was the he's probably the most honest guy in cable news, at least as, as far as I'm concerned. And he's been on the right side of a lot of these stories. And so, yeah, they're like, oh, shit, he's going to have access. He's going to be able to show that a lot of this was just sort of orchestrated. And we still don't know how many federal agents were embedded in this crowd because they won't tell us, but they wouldn't deny it under when they were put under oath and they were questioned as to whether or not there was like FBI involvement or Fed involvement on any level. They would not say that there weren't any agents planted in there to sort of incite this kind of uh, insurrection. And so, yeah, Tucker's going to be able to show footage of the the shaman guy who's just being sort of escorted around by a bunch of cops. They're just like showing, hey, check out this room, check out that room. And he's just strolling around. You've never seen anything more laid back in terms of like a protest. Once they once they were actually inside the building, 
everything that that he was showing uh, yesterday was just like, yeah, people are just kind of moseying around, taking pictures. Well, and like the the Buffalo Shaman, Jason Rink has a a really <clears throat> really interesting documentary out, um, like talking to and looking at that guy. And uh, Jason Jason said like whenever they had already been following this guy prior to January 6th because he did like rallies and stuff. And like, this was a, this was like a character that he played. It was a, it was a shtick. It was a thing. And so they had already kind of been following him. And after the whole January 6th thing, where he's like the image of the, the insurrectionist or whatever, they met with him and I met with him at a hotel room and, did an interview with him and talked to him and stuff. And, and like, he was going that day to, to go turn himself in to the Capitol police. Like, and he thought, because obviously what you see is that they were let in and escorted around. He thought he was just going to have like a, a regular interview with the police and tell them what happened, talk to him for a little bit. And then he was going to be leaving and going to do another event somewhere. Like he, he did not expect that two years later he would still be in jail. Like he just thought it was going to be a regular, like I'm going down to the station. I'm going to give them you know, a statement, tell them what happened. And then I'm heading out to somewhere else for an, another rally. Well, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that they've been able to detain people for this long. And it just goes to show you, like, these these are fucking evil motherfuckers, and they don't give a shit about um, innocent until proven guilty, any of your rights. They just go, when you start fucking with the government, they will just lock you up and throw away the key, throw away the book. You'll be in a fucking black hole somewhere for the rest of your goddamn life. And that's one of the things that's so interesting about the way the January 6th protesters were sort of um, portrayed was that there are all these like extremist white supremacist and like they want to overthrow the government and overthrow democracy and everything. And these are like the most staunch believers in the system. And you can see how much like respect they had for the building when they were walking around. It was like they were just like a kid in a candy store, but like in awe of everything that was so wonderful about government and this building and this process. These are true believers in like the Constitution and a limited government. And if we just go over there and we make our voices heard, these people work for us and they're our representatives. And so all we need to do is tell them that we're unhappy with this arrangement and we would like you to do this. And that's the way the system will work. Damn, did they get a fucking rude a wake up call? But that's because the, that ain't how it fucking works. All the like all the pushing and and shoving and stuff in the tunnels underneath Congress. You could hear them saying, "Just let us in. Like we don't have to fight. We don't want to fight with you. We just want in. We just want to voice our opinion and and then we'll leave. Like we don't we don't want to fight with you." It's like, yeah. And if they did want to fight again, it's so funny how the corporate press tries to portray them because these are the, you know, the gun toting extremists that cling to their AR 15s and their Bibles. And yet none of them were armed. It's like if you were going to have a violent insurrection, you'd think that all of these gun toting redneck, uh, conservatives would be going over there with their fucking AK-47s and their AR-15s and their whole arsenal to take over the government, not just sort of peaceably assemble or push through barricades and to get into like the, the main hall and start chanting like USA or Donald Trump or whatever the fuck their plan was. I don't exactly know what they what they thought they were going to achieve. It was a really stupid fucking thing to do. But you can tell that they weren't there to like really fuck shit up. Well, they didn't have a they didn't have a plan. Nobody expected to actually get into the Capitol building like that. That was like that was the that was the monkey wrench. That was why it was. Yeah. See, that's why I think it was completely a setup because the like they knew they meaning the people who were who allowed it to happen knew that these people didn't have a plan. They didn't know what they were doing. So you open the doors and you let them in and just let chaos ensue. And then and now you've got your now you've got your thing. Now you've got your like, you know, your cornerstone of the Biden presidency of 
the our nation and democracy was under assault by right wing Trump supporters. And this is everything that we need to run for the next four years. Right. Yeah, it's it's funny because like they for sure didn't expect to actually make it in. And then like once they got in there, nobody really knew what to do. It's like I, I'm trying to think of an example of like when that actually happens. When you get something that you weren't expecting and you don't really understand like what to do with it at that point, or like, all right, what do I do? Now I'm inside the Capitol. Now what do I do? Oh, I guess I'll take a fucking selfie on and and fart on Nancy Pelosi's desk or something. It's like this is the, these are the best ideas they could come up with. <laughs> I'm gonna take a podium. All right. Um, yeah. Wow. What a what a horrible fucking violent insurrection. <laughs> At least the whole thing's getting <clears throat> getting actually shown for what it is. And uh, I mean, the the corporate press is going to twist it and try to act like Tucker Carlson is completely misrepresenting it. But anybody with half a fucking brain can tell what happened. I, Thomas Massey had a post on Twitter earlier. He said like 61 percent of people think that the feds had some level of involvement with January 6th. Like the longer that they stretch this narrative out and the longer they try to push it as one thing, especially as all of the video evidence is out there and people are seeing more and more stuff. Like I don't I don't know that their January 6th committee did them a whole lot of good. Um and they're going to continue doing that thing apparently probably and that infinitum. But like the more people see of the actual footage and what was going on that day, the more people are like yeah, this isn't really what it was pitched as. Like people yeah. aren't if, stupid. If you're being there. honest, yeah. If <laughs> there, you're is being a, honest. there is a percentage of the population that is very stupid, and they all vote for Democrats. But like everybody else is not entirely stupid, and if you just give them evidence, they can usually go in the right direction with it. Yeah, and if you just sort of run through like the counterfactual, like, well, what if this was like Black Lives Matter did this? Would you have the exact same reaction? And it's like, you, you, they know the answer to that. They would be fucking bending over backwards to come up with excuses as to why, you know, they should be, they, they shouldn't be thrown in fucking cages for that either. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really fucking interesting. I think there were some other um, stats that I don't know if it was Thomas Massey that threw them out or if it was, Tucker, but it was like 70 or 80 percent of the people wanted this footage released to the American people. And it's like, so this is your democracy, like kind of at work. There was it was like a Rasmussen poll or something. And they pulled a bunch of people and like almost everybody was like, yes, release all the footage and let everybody see everything. And and then you have the people that are saying democracy is under attack. We can't release any of the footage. <laughs> it's like, well, the people want the footage. So if you believe in this democracy that you're worried that is dying in darkness, shed some light on this event. Show us the tapes. And I, I do hope that Tucker just sort of once he's now that he's got like the story, you know, he had the exclusive rights to it or whatever. Now that he's done his little thing and gotten all the the press from that, he can just give it to everybody. Here you go. Here's forty thousand hours. Do your worst. Show me the show me the the violent insurrection. Show me the cops getting killed. Show me all that stuff. I'd like to see it if it exists. Yeah, that would be that would be impressive. To I mean, I don't I don't think any of the streams of January sixth are still up on YouTube, but like that was. Uh, that was really interesting to sit there and watch like for for literally hours, just watch the whole thing unfold to be able to go back through like the all of the footage, the stuff that we didn't see before. Like, cause, you know, everything that was on YouTube was just people filming on their cameras or on their phones and stuff and live streaming it. But like to be able to go back and see all of the different angles and see like inside the Capitol and what was actually going on like that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm sure somebody will put together something, some sort of uh, compilation for for the Twitters. Have to keep an eye out for that. Um, what else? I sent you a couple other things. I don't know if there's any. Did we cover that thoroughly enough? I I think so. Yeah, yeah I, th I think uh, the January sixth narrative has been absolutely beat to death, unlike right. any of the yeah. Capitol police officers. <laughs> that's exactly right yeah the armed insurrect they were armed with like flagpoles <laughs> armed with american flags storming the capital 
Uh, Let's see. You want to talk about uh, the fertility study? Yeah, that's a that's a nice little follow up to the the last episode that we were we were talking about because I think we teased this a little bit. Yeah, let's pull this video up and let that run. If you looked at that MHRA um, report for the public, um, you will see that they didn't do any fertility studies. Pages 16 to 21 are of particular interest for people to look at if they're interested. And they did no fertility studies and um, and they didn't even do fertility studies in animals. It wasn't, they were exempt. The studies and trials were exempt, which is most peculiar. Um, they didn't do any studies in uh, pregnant women and yet it was pushed on pregnant women. Um, and we know from the Pfizer studies themselves that um, the, um, they said to the women in the studies, you must not get pregnant, you must use contraception, you mustn't get pregnant under any circumstances. And human nature being what it is, 25 women did get pregnant. And out of the 25 pregnancies, there were 15 miscarriages, which means that's 58% miscarriage rate for women who were vaccinated and became pregnant. And out of the nine babies that were born, five had congenital abnormalities. So this is a complete disaster, absolute disaster. And we've seen miscarriage and stillborn baby rates go up um, enormously, actually. In Scotland, the normal rate is two in a thousand, and it's gone up to 4.9 in a thousand, which is the highest level for over 10 years. Is this, so, is this, I mean, those are just absolutely shocking numbers. Those are fucking crazy. I mean, granted, 25 pregnant women, pretty small sample size, I got to say, for um, all of the, you know, all of the potential people that could have gotten COVID or something like that. But of the 25, and can you pull that up? Who was that lady? This was like a Great Britain news network or something, right? Uh, Who was that lady? Let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to see if it's got her her name listed on here. Well, so uh, Dr. The... Tina, Dr. Tina Pierce, she's a woman's a women's health specialist in in the UK. Okay, yeah. So of the 25 women that were that got pregnant, those 25 sluts that got pregnant when they were told explicitly not to during the trial, <laughs> 15 of them had had uh, miscarriages or stillborns right 15 out of 25 and then of the nine that were born alive it was it four or five of them had um birth defects i mean these are fucking crazy numbers absolutely crazy so not that ex explains why all these chicks in hollywood were getting the fake vaccine cards paying paying up for the well the real vaccine cards but the fraudulent ones because they were worried about not being able to have kids because it turns out yeah when they say it's safe and effective and there's nothing to worry about um they didn't test it didn't test it they, in fact they tried to go out of their way not to test it so they didn't test it on pregnant animals they told the women in the studies like make sure you don't get pregnant because you're going to fuck up our study they they went out of their way to not test it on on pregnant women. It's great, yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Perfectly normal. Great set. Follow the science. Yeah. How are you doing so far? Always trust the science. You got to trust it. I, it's fucking criminal, man. I it's the the fact that there's not more outrage about this. Like I don't even want an apology from all the people that have been carrying water for these psychopaths this whole time but shouldn't you be outraged now that you just admit that you were fucking bamboozled and be outraged instead of just trying to sweep it under the rug and call for amnesty or something or double down on it and like yeah well we know there's a lot of bad things but it's still really good and you should still absolutely do it and yeah yeah, all, all those still were those just because they had COVID. That's why the all the that's why the 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 rate of uh, miscarried uh, babies doubled because all these yeah. people got COVID, and that's one of the main side effects of COVID is apparently uh, miscarrying. Yeah. Well, and as as we know, it's it's not actually uh, it's not actually the thing that causes any of these things. It's 
because you oh, like to oh, garden or because you eat eggs or it's like it's uh, because you exercise. Exercising is uh, is a leading cause of heart attack these days. Right. Uh, yeah, it's everything but the thing. It really is um, a fucking clown world that we're living in. And people should be more outraged, especially if you actually if they do you into believing this over the last two years and you structured three years you structured your life around this around the information that they were giving you and it turns out that they have lied every step of the way they were either complete like call what you want stupid or liar take your pick but either way the results the same and my i'm more inclined to think that they were lying uh, especially when it comes to things about how safe and effective the vaccines were. I mean, it's clear that they abandoned all of these tr- the protocols for proper scientific trials. That's obvious. So when they were going out there and saying all these things, it wasn't that they didn't know the results of these trials and that these trials were com- a complete fucking sham. Well, they and, uh, and the really crazy thing so I did uh, my last episode of 2022 for Fact Check This. I went into the the farce that is uh, evidence-based medicine and the way that they the way that they've conducted trials like for the last two decades is basically they set parameters for what their expectation is to get this thing to market. And then anything that falls outside of those parameters gets chalked up as a as an anomaly or as a faulty test and gets kicked out so that they always get the results that they're looking for and then once they get those results they push it through they 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 filter out everything that doesn't fit with what they want and then they put together this big compiling of their data and their research and then they send that out to all of these you know medical professionals and and scientists and people like that who then rubber stamp it and then it has been peer reviewed or it's been researched and peer reviewed. And now we know everything we need to know after they like they cherry pick the data to get the results they want. That's that is evidence based medicine in the United States. Yeah, it's despicable. Man. And, and again, this is why you cannot have government penetrating these things because it perverts whatever it's getting involved in. Everything it touches, it totally corrupts it. It ruins it. You can't trust anything that comes out of it because they have an agenda. They have a clear agenda. And it's just so obvious that nothing that they're actually saying or doing is in your best interest. They'll tell you that it is. And they'll say this is in America's interest or our best. They try to lump us together. These fucking monsters in Washington, D.C., None of this is for your best interest. That's why everything's just the same fucking problem over and over again, just on a larger scale. And when you look at any uh, facet of life that the government's involved in, nothing they do seems to give you a better result. Nothing. The war, every time they declare a war on something, you, we fucking lose. War on poverty, war on drugs, war on terror. Uh, every time they, they try to make something more affordable, <laughs> gets more expensive it's just the, the, everything's just a complete failure and now they've ruined science where we're not allowed to talk about uh bio like clear biological differences where we've got fucking men playing women's sports and just dominating them and we're all just supposed to pretend like this is normal it's we should join the olympic softball team grow our hair out shave our beards yeah, uh, I'd fucking crush some girls softball. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'll just be like the yeah. I'll, I could be a fucking Olympic, an Olympian, and and some woman's what what else do they have? Do they have badminton? That that's an Olympic sport. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, like, not okay. To, not not to like diminish the athletic ability of some of these women, but like. It, it's not even you don't even have to do something obscure like you could do a regular sport and still still be pretty dominant uh, like i've talked about it before i, I work for women's college basketball teams uh, and like the number one pick in the wnba draft in 2003 like hands down best female athlete i've ever seen 
uh, like I was a okay basketball player, and like I could take her one on one. It was like, you know, like uh, I put together a scout team to play against the girls, and we were a bunch of dudes who played high school basketball together. Like we weren't anything special, and we would just absolutely beat the brakes off of them whenever we wanted, just having fun and goofing off, like not even taking it serious. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in uh, when I was in high school. I think it was like freshman or sophomore year or something. It was like after practice or whatever. Our coaches just scheduled like a fucking joke game where we played the girls' softball team in softball, and they had to like they had to keep fucking changing rules and like calling just outrageous balls and strikes and everything to try to make it even remotely competitive. Like. You know, they would like tackle you on your way to first base so that they could get you out, kind of thing, and just like pretend like nothing happened. It was it was hilarious. It was so much fun, but it just like there was just no way that they were going to be able to beat us at their own sport, especially with a ball that's the size of a fucking grapefruit. Can- yeah, grapefruit. <laughs> Cantaloupe's what we play with now. Uh, but yeah, it's it, there's just pure biological differences, especially when it comes to this, like brute strength and th- like fighting or weightlifting, uh, anything involving speed or uh, jumping higher. It's just they're not going to be able to do it. Well, remember they had the trans weightlifter that made the Olympics uh, back whenever that was a couple years ago or last year. Uh, yeah, a couple years ago. So. My theory when that happened, because the the trans weightlifter ended up doing terribly, like didn't get a single lift off the ground terribly. Like, okay, hold up. This person supposedly qualified for the Olympics. So we know that he can get the weight up off the ground. But as soon as they get them on the big stage, they fail three straight times to even make to even complete a lift. Like this is this is an op. Like this is deliberate. They want it to seem like, oh yeah, see, it's perfectly fine to let dudes compete against chicks because see, we let this guy do it and he sucked. So <clears throat> clearly, women can still beat men. It's like yeah, this is this. They're they're fucking, they're fucking yeah. with us. If you take like the the best woman in the world at something and like the biggest uncoordinated retarded guy. On the face of the earth, maybe like a little person. Um, yeah, they could probably win. And I bet you, yeah, I'm I'm sure like Ronda Rousey could probably kick the shit out of me. <laughs> She's a trained fighter. But like when you're comparing that's not how you compare things, you know? Like, where did you learn how to fucking argue? You have to compare apples to apples. So compare Ronda Rousey to like somebody in like another professional male fighter in the UFC, not even at her, you know, comparable level in the men vision or something like that. Just like a average run of the mill guy. I'm trying to remember. She's going to have a, a, I'm trying to remember where they were from. They had the, uh, several years ago, the Williams sisters did play doubles tennis against a couple dudes from who like, I don't even think they were like NCAA champions. They were just like a couple college guys and they beat the brakes off of like, the couple college guys beat the brakes off the Serena sisters, so the Williams sisters, like just every time it, it was crazy. Like same for golf. They'll have women compete with men and in, in golf and like hit from the same tee and everything. And w- women can't, they can't keep up. They can't compete. They get smoked every time. Like, there's a reason why historically that we separate the leagues. It's just not, even, I don't know why anybody would want to compete. In either scenario, I mean, like, I guess if you were just dominate, if you're a woman and you're dominating all the women leagues, like maybe you'd want a bigger challenge going up against like a guy. But it's like, dude, you're going to get like beating up on somebody who is like that much, like has no chance of of uh, competing with you. You know, it's like when I play with my little fucking five year old nephew, it's not fun for me to just like dominate him and whatever we're doing. I have to like pretend like he's pretty good. And then actually he can beat me at something, but he can't. And so it sucks for everybody involved. It, it just, they've ruined everything. Sports was like the one fucking thing that we had that they hadn't quite totally fucking ruined. And now that's like, that's what they're going for now. 
They've ruined entertainment. They've ruined comedy. Uh, you know, you can't even go to like restaurants anymore without having like political shit thrown in, thrown into the menu. And it's just, uh, I hate it. Well, <laughs> hopefully, uh, I don't know. Hopefully some of the, there has been some pushback on some of this stuff in the sporting world specifically. It's, uh, at least as far as the trans stuff goes, like there was some, I can't remember what the sport is, but some trans woman won an appeal to be allowed to compete. And so there's all kinds of like blowback coming from that. Uh, Leah Thomas, the, the university of Pennsylvania swimmer has been barred from being able to compete at a, a higher level than like now that, uh, they're out of the NCAAs, like none of the higher level organizations will allow Leah Thomas to swim competitively. Like they're like, you're a biological male. You're not, you don't get to compete against women. So there has been a lot of stuff that's going on around that. And uh, it could be, could be getting better. Maybe I lost you. Well, while Johnny tries to figure out what's going on with his internet and make his way back to the show we got a funny little clip that we're gonna play uh bill maher has been amazing on a lot of stuff of late and so we're gonna let bill maher ask bernie San- bernie sanders a difficult question and let's see how bernie responds when uh when presented with this by by bill are we confusing equality of opportunity with trying to guarantee equity and outcomes. Okay, that's interesting because I think this word equity has come into the language in the last few years. And before that, we didn't hear it a lot. And I think a lot of people hear equity and they hear equality. It's the same word. And it's not the same word in the same concept. So how would you differentiate between equity and equality? Well, equality, we talk about, uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. Tell me to think of it, you know, uh, equality is equality of opportunity. All right? We live in a society we want all people right. to have whatever color your skin. And equity, I think, is more a guarantee of outcome, is it not? I, yeah, mean, I think so. I think so. Okay. So which view come which side do you come down on? Uh, equality. Equality. Yeah. Okay. Right. Boys, any comment on that one? I just don't know if that's a, that's a, that's a definite. And this is the, this is kind of the argument that's been made regularly on this question is, do we want equity or do we want equality? And it was, it was interesting to hear Bernie actually uh, stick to the side of equality on that as opposed to equity. Uh, But I guess that's what they all have to say out loud is that they're, they're for equality. When in in reality, that's not the way they actually govern. All right, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. It just kicked me out, and then it said "unknown error," and it started. Um, it's converting that episode now. <laughs> we'll go with your audio for this one. Uh, I forgot you were talking, saying something. Oh, I played the clip of uh, of Bill Maher. Uh, confronting. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that unbelievable? Bernie doesn't know the difference. This is like his big fucking platform: equity and equality. And I guarantee you that all of these people talking with these talking points about equity, the two as if they mean the exact same thing. It's unbelievable, man. They don't even know, like. <laughs> It's so funny that they actually asked them to explain the difference. Like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. I don't actually know. I don't know well, the bullshit when, that I've been spewing. And then it was really interesting when Bill Maher explained it. He was like, equality is having the same opportunities, whereas equity is having getting the same results. He's like, so which side, which side would you fall on of that? And Bernie was like, well, equality. Like, yeah, equality is a battle cry, but his practice is equity because he wants to give unequal opportunities to people in order to get the equity outcome, right? They want to do certain things. They want to give uh, grant privileges to certain groups of people in order to manipulate their outcome so that they get the, the same uh, perceived outcome as all of these privileged folks, right? Uh, 
yet. Bernie's always going to side on equality. I wonder, is he getting hammered by his by his constituents for that? I don't I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if you if he was. Uh, I don't I don't see yeah. a whole lot in the comments on this, but this was also a Bill Maher clip. And so it wasn't. uh Probably wouldn't see a lot of yeah, Bill Maher doing some interesting things lately. Yeah, well, you know, they don't call it diversity, equality, and inclusion, do they? They call it diversity, equity, and inclusion. And there is a big difference. There is a big fucking difference. There's that cartoon, you know, that equality versus equity uh, meme. It's like a meme with people trying to see a baseball game over a fence. And they have the the different boxes that the, one really short kid and then a really tall guy that can see it without uh, without any boost. Yeah, it's. I, I just thought that was fucking hilarious that he gets embarrassed like that. Oh, there you go. Yep. There's equality versus equity. There's the equality versus equity meme, and then there's the uh, here's the one of. What it actually is in theory, here in reality, right? <laughs> yeah. In in practice, we have to bring everybody down to the to the lowest level. Essentially, like you're achieving too much, and you saw that in some of these like communist regimes where they try. You know, um, what was the, the oh shit? What was that guy's fucking name? Who he was like killing people with glasses because they were too smart. Uh in uh in fucking uh Cambodia. Oh shit. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh is that Pol Pot? But yeah, yeah, it's like it's not yeah, Pol Pot, thank you. I'm pretty sure. I think it's Pol Pot, yeah. We'll go with that. Sean will fact check us on that, I'm sure. But this this is what they do. It's like if you're achieving too much, they need to hold you back because it's it's not fair. Clearly, there's something nefarious going on if you're achieving more than this other person. And the reason you're achieving more is not because you're doing something better or, or smarter or something like that. It's because systemic white supremacy racism whatever and the system is designed to help you and hold back everybody else so we need to hold you back and give these people a boost that is in essence is is their approach to the situation now if you bring up stuff like well why are asians doing so much better than all these white supremacists because asians kick uh, white people's ass and everything also like uh indians the dot not the feather uh they do a lot better than than white people so it's like man if we're building this white supremacist uh society right where all of the institutions are designed to to help me and it's like the second i just uh put my foot out the door as a straight white male donald trump just comes down in his fucking helicopter and picks me up and takes me to the the promised land and i'm all taken care of and i never have to work for anything it's just all handed to me on the silver platter and why did we let asians uh, overtake us in math and science and playing violin and <laughs> it's just it's also ridiculous when you actually start scratching the surface and looking at the numbers because uh white people are kind of like middle of the road in a lot of things yeah their 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 approach to this if you look at the groups that they've been trying to help like their stated goal since like the 60s has been helping people of color right the black community in particular how how are they doing so far how the, how, how's the black community doing now compared to like 1950 well um they have much higher incarceration rates, uh, much higher, you know, the percentage of babies born out of wedlock is like over 70 percent. It was not nearly that high uh, pre, uh, you know, uh, civil rights, pre-civil rights act. I mean, there's more of them in prison. There's more poverty. It's just like everything that they've set out to allegedly do. Maybe this isn't the right. Maybe you shouldn't be trusting these people to to help you out because they just keep making everything worse. While, but you know, we have the most diverse uh, administration ever. We got more uh, gays and people of color in all these positions, and the Biden administration is is running swimmingly. 
And they're just doing a wonderful job. Isn't it it interesting how we have like the most diversity ever in CEO positions and stuff like that, while a lot of these companies are like crashing and firing the CEOs and laying people off because they're doing so poorly. Most diverse cabinet in history and look at the state of the country like I'm not saying it should just be a bunch of white dudes running shit, but diversity doesn't seem to be diversity for the sake of diversity does not seem to be accomplishing a whole lot of positivity. Yeah. Well, well, it's and that's the thing. It's not diversity of anything other than like skin color and gender and sexuality. Like the three things that make no goddamn difference in terms of what your job is in Washington, D.C. And I I just find it so weird. I've never really looked at somebody and been like, oh, well, this guy looks like me. So he's going to understand my problems and I can relate to him more or something like that. Maybe that's just my white privilege. But I just I listen to what they have to say. And if I agree with what they have to say, then I'm like, okay, I, I, you know, I agree with this guy. We have the same sort of approach to this or the same outlook on that. Not like oh, he also has white skin. I mean, Bernie Sanders has white skin. I guess he's Jewish. So maybe that's a bad example. But like, he he looks like, you know, what my grandpa looked like, kind of, on my mom's side, at least. Just like an old white guy. So he understands. He's got the worst fucking ideas on the face of the earth. I would never support anything that Bernie Sanders is in favor of. Unless it's, you know, right before he pulls it, like the the Yemen thing. Oh, yeah, we got to roll. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Justin's got to get to work. So yeah, I'm sorry about the uh, yeah the internet cut out. We lost like five minutes there. Oh, I've got some excellent content in that time that you were gone. It's definitely going on the video version, whether it goes up on the audio or not. Okay, yeah. Well, send me your audio. We'll just roll with that because mine's going to be in. I, I would have missed everything <laughs> in that old part, part. So, all right, we'll just get out of here on that. Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a fucking scam. And you will be far worse off if you entrust some politician to take care of you and level the playing field for you. They've been trying to level this playing field for people of color my entire life. And people of color are, have never been in a more vulnerable position. Every time they come up with a program, it, it, you're, it puts you in a, a bigger disadvantage. So uh, see student loans for that. That's it. I don't think we have time to plug anything. We got to go. So um, just follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. I'll link to things in the description. We'll be doing a happy hour this Friday. Keep your uh, ears peeled for that and do all that for us. We will be back probably with a pre-recorded episode later this week while I uh, move stuff out of my condo. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.